What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is The Wheel Weaves, a Wheel of Time podcast with no spoilers. Welcome, listeners. I'm your host, Danny, and I'm the first-time reader who's going through this 15-book series chapter by chapter. As always, there's no spoilers past the chapter we are covering, and that means it's totally safe for first-time readers. I'm joined by my co-host Brett, who's a longtime fan of the series, and he's acting as my tour guide on this journey. We also want to acknowledge our executive producers, Brandy and Aaron Kirkwood. In this episode, we're talking about chapters 53 and 54 of The Dragon Reborn. Yeah, so chapter 53, we have A Flow of the Spirit, and chapter 54 is Into the Stone. Yahoo! You know, this is a pretty exciting episode, not just because it's like stuff happens, but yeah. because after we finish recording this episode... I finish the book. You can go finish the book officially. Yeah. Officially, officially. Yeah. And we only have like a couple days till the baby's here and everything's happening, so... Yeah, we're getting it done. Yes, crunch time. Yeah, but by the time this airs, we'll have like a one month old almost. That's true. That's so, true. So that's pretty crazy. Okay. Wow, we are good. We've <laughs> never been this far ahead in anything in our lives. We are working well <laughs> under pressure, which is like, you know, it's I something. guess we're pretty good at that. We're just working normally. really hard to make sure that there were no interruptions. Because That's true. having a newborn is hard, and we knew that, but we also didn't want to have any disruptions in our podcast yeah plus like leaving you with only like five chapters six chapters no, left to read mean. it'd be terrible to you so yeah yeah i wouldn't care for that it's like oh action's gonna happen oh you can't read for a month yeah that's oh, the worst that would be the worst yeah also because i am so close to having this baby i am feeling a little bit under the weather i have a bit of a head cold you can probably hear it yeah, and that's like saying it lightly, so... Yeah, but like, it's just like fluids. It's just my sinuses. <laughs> I'm retaining lots of fluids. Yeah. I'm swollen, and now I'm sick, so... Well, I'm you sure know, everyone appreciates the it. The joys of pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's get this done then. So the cool part about today's fun fact is I had one prepared, but one of our patrons reached out to us and said that they had a good one, and they were hoping we could use it. And I looked at it, I read it, and I have deemed it worthy Ooh, of making the podcast. Okay, better it's, it's, than the one you had? Uh, I'm going to push that one till the last episode. I think okay. it, wor- it It just works. It, it's good. Okay, so, uh, cool. This is from our patron, Michelle O'Brien. So thank you for sending this in. And it's about hedgehogs because hedgehogs play a kind of important role in today's episode. Sort of, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, yeah, they yeah. come up. We'll get to that. But anyway, so apparently hedgehogs were worshipped by the ancient Egyptians as a symbol of rebirth due to their hibernation. 
And I actually didn't know that hedgehogs hibernate. Like, I don't put a lot of thought into hedgehogs at all. No, I think that they're, like, cute porcupines. Yeah, and I also had no idea that they were, like, in Egypt. I mean, oh, yeah, I yeah. guess that's, you know. I guess so. Again, I don't think about hedgehogs very often. <laughs> but turns out that there's two species of hedgehogs that were known to the ancient Egyptians, which they figured out based on how they were represented in the form of amulets in their culture. And there was the desert hedgehog and the long-eared hedgehog. Okay. So there you go. Fun facts about hedgehogs. So awesome. Okay. I'm all for it. You know, I like the fact that they hibernate and Moraine talks about hibernation. I have to feel like RJ knew that was a thing and that's why he chose, like, I don't think it's an arbitrary thing that he chose a hedgehog. He just chose a random woodland creature. <laughs> it doesn't seem like this, his style. <laughs> it's not like a, everything is important, right? It's not a squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. It could have been anything. So <laughs> Chip- hedgehog works. Chipmunk? No. <laughs> You know, hedgehogs are more evil, I think, so. Okay. All right. So we do have quite a bit to cover. Yeah. We have 18 million scene changes. Yep. Which is very reminiscent of the end of The Great Hunt. Yeah. You got what you wanted. It is exactly the same, which is actually a little bit predictable in the writing, I have to say. Oh, so you're disappointed this time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I know. You're like impossible to please There's no pleasing me. Yeah. Okay. But we do have to get into it. So last time... The girls were captured by Leandrin yeah. and crew. Yeah. Matt found Mother Gwenna like three hours later. Yes, he And did. he wants to go save them. Yep. Tom is Near death. not doing well. <laughs> Maureen and Lan are planning to go to the stone and Rand is in tear. He's doing something. He's just like wandering around. He is. We really don't. And we still don't know. Nope. Like, we, we don't still, know what he's been doing. We still have literally no idea what he's been doing. He's like snooping around. He's yeah. being real sneaky. Sneaky guy. Coming up with a plan. Yeah. Which is like a non <laughs> it's the okay but anyway like, <laughs> let's talk about this chat because this is all okay, yeah this, this is chapter different is than pretty next. quick it and is. then we get into the action 54 is the action 53 is like the yeah okay. okay so a flow of the spirit and we have the wolf picture yeah okay so this is a Perrin perspective he has been working with the blacksmith for the last little while we're not really sure how long it's been a it day a couple seems days like a couple days yeah, yeah. and so He's been doing some really good work, making some pretty fancy iron metal works. Yeah, good summary. Yeah, yeah for some rich guy. And well, not for the high lords, though. Not for the high lords, because yeah. he would never want something he made to get into the hands of a forsaken. Yeah, like, okay. Okay, Perrin. <laughs> so, Fael has been following him around and watching him work, and that makes him surprised. Yeah, for some reason. Uncomfortable. Can't figure out why he's feeling some kind of way about her. Right. It's a mystery. So, Fael and Perrin are walking back to the inn, and when they get there, they run into Lan and Moraine, and Moraine says, Rand is in tears. That, but you missed something. Oh, what? Perrin almost slips up and calls her Fael. Oh. He starts to, but catches himself oh phew yeah we wouldn't want to respect anything about her yeah yeah plus she does think have you ever thought about wearing a beard oh yeah yeah, oh, do, you yeah, remember, yeah. do you remember that uh whole egwene's dream and she was like paired with, with a beard, beard. what <laughs> yeah but that was the this thing This reminds me of the whole rj with a hat yeah but it's i mean it's important to note that like he currently does not have facial hair yeah like two rivers so like, like boys they shave they shave even in the midst of all this turmoil... Gotta find time for shaving. Gotta find time for shaving. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 
Why not? Absolutely. All this running around, escaping the Dark One and the Forsaken. And sometimes I can't summon the courage to like use my electric buzzer. Yeah. <laughs> not the courage. The courage, the it's energy. It's courage. I'm going to the... say energy for yeah. sure. You're well, just lazy. Yeah. I don't know why courage came to mind, but it's definitely not that. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah. So no beard, but... Huh? Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So Perrin says, oh, are you sure Rand is here? Nothing weird has been happening here. Uh, but turns out a bunch of weird stuff has been happening here. Bunch of stuff. So marriages and a kid falling from a balcony but not getting hurt. Something about someone from Mayin. Okay, so this is really important. This little segment, this we've heard of this before. Okay. So the first of Mayen. Yeah. We've heard of her. Sure. She's the one who Domin was supposed to be contracted to possibly go and take from Mayen and bring to Ilion. Oh. That was the person he suspected was like who they were he was supposed to transport. Okay. Yeah. If he, he was did. actually supposed to transport anyone. Exactly. It seemed like a big trap. It did, yeah. but it is interesting that now it seems like that person that woman is in fact here in tier she's now. in tier so she's a guest of some kind but she's acting and saying weird things it kind of sounds like a guest slash hostage situation yeah because if you're threatening that like i'm gonna burn all my ships before i let one terran country lord like set foot in man man which is funny because previously i think i called man an island it's not it's like on a peninsula but it's basically blocked off by natural if you look at the okay. map like it, it's kind of island it's a peninsula it's not an island it's though. island-esque yeah because like it doesn't <laughs> seem like you can get there very easily by land so it's kind of shut off okay but... but the weird thing is yeah she has just agreed to let tear into my end or something yeah it seems like there's now some sort of something agreement going on okay which i mean isn't that crazy because we know that well like, it's crazy because she literally flip-flopped her stance in my day but we also know that there's a forsaken here so yes like we know Bilal's and a thing. A very strong three taviran that too so i mean i didn't even consider that but like but the, that's no that's the whole point of this story and why yeah. we hear about it is because rant's here pulling threads so is like is that a them thing or is that a like forsaken thing i think that that's a ram thing i think okay. that's what we get here like it's literally in the same paragraph about all the weird stuff that's happening because Rand's here okay no i mean that's like oh. an interpretation oh i thought that was i mean it could sure. be that's what land's saying okay <laughs> it does seem like that's what they're saying but yeah. like we have no idea if that's why okay okay all right like there's multiple reasons she could have flipped her you know uh, yeah decision, okay so. okay fine. all right so Perrin admits that he did dream of Rand last night, and then Fael confirms that she had the same dream and is super weirded out about it. But Moraine says that she has heard of the same dream being spoken of all over, and there are some whisperings about the dragon reborn. Yeah. Not which... the false dragon. Not a false dragon. The dragon reborn. Well, I mean, that's because it's all central to Tyr and Calendor. So, like, this yep. whole sword thing's a big deal. It is a big deal. Big deal. Yes. So, she tells them that her and Lan will deal with Bilal tonight. What? And Perrin and Loyal and Fael are to head north to Tarvalin, where they will be safest. Yeah. And it's very interesting. There's not a lot of protesting. No, well, it's kind of funny because like Perrin thinks, oh, we're running again, but he's not fighting this no. at all. He's like, all right, see ya. Yeah, like I can let leave. me go get my stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Fael's like, yep, 
let's i gotta get out of here which sure. i mean i i kind of get it too like what are they gonna do like they're not gonna be useful in this situation at all i don't know so. normally there's fight back like with min she was like no i want to come with you guys yeah but i mean that's like different kind of feelings i suppose than perrin thinking i need to help rand or why whatever. wouldn't perrin want to think i need to help rand this is like his best buddy and no, i'm just thinking like, like love legit interest, going you know? crazy <laughs> i know you're thinking love interest but like what about friend loyalty it's like romance versus bromance i don't yes. know it's tough it's a tough one it is yeah. where's the where's the love for rand parent not here he's, he's like i'll leave it to moraine <laughs> yeah she's got this i know where my talents are best used <laughs> <laughs> so fayil goes to get loyal and Perrin goes to like head to his room but then he hears someone fall in the private dining room he goes to check it out and it's Zareen lying on the floor. Oh, I said Zareen because that's what he's calling her right now. Yeah, you're still like... I yeah. know. Okay. Because he's like... Who's Zareen? Because <laughs> he's like, Zareen, Zareen. And then he sees her lying on the floor. And then he goes, Fail! And this is like where we get the name shift. That's why I wrote it here. But I mean, that's big. That's a big thing. Like, yeah. now that she's in danger from what it seems like, he's like flipped yes so well because the whole zareen thing is just to like annoy her yeah i more mean than it's anything. like a, it's almost like i don't i don't, I don't know if like <laughs> playful banter is the right term but it's like the whole that's, yeah you know two people like each other they make fun of each other they poke right yeah so. yeah that's what it seems like but she's on the floor unconscious yeah and it seems like more than unconscious yeah because he's about to go in after her and moraine shouts for him to stop for his life oh my god it's so dramatic yes very and Fael is lying there, basically looking dead, like not breathing. And Perrin is all upset and very concerned. Maureen is figuring out what happened. And it turns out Fael picked up a little wooden hedgehog, which still has the residues of the weaves of pure spirit. Yeah. So a whole bunch of stuff happens in these like two paragraphs. Yeah. To kind of like figure out what happened. So... Fael darts ahead of the crew to go find Loyal first. Yeah. Which is she's why she's eager to leave. Yeah, she's eager to leave. So she goes into the room, picks up the hedgehog, and that like somehow activates it or whatever. It triggers because, it. Yeah, because yeah. she got to it. And it's important to note that for Perrin, he stops at the door, but he opens the door with a hand. And after Maureen says stop, when he pulls his hand back, he frowns and works it because it's as if it was tingling sharply like he had like struck he his had elbow. Like his elbow. Like he, his hand went to sleep, basically, because as crossing the threshold of the room, his hand went to sleep. Right. So, yeah. So that's why the whole, like, once you cross the whatever radius this has an, an, an effect, you're going to, like, go to sleep, too. Yes. And it's much more than just going to sleep. Because we also get, like, a little bit later on, that this is a Terangriel studied last by... Yes. None other than last dreamer of the White Tower... Corianon. Corianon Nadil. Nadil. Yeah. That's right. And it was on the list of stolen Terangriel. Right. And this is a trap meant for Moraine. Yeah. So it's interesting yeah. that the Black Aja, who are so concerned with the girls... Yeah. And doing something no moraine is here yeah it's and like are trying know, to stop her from meddling they know she's here they know where she is they know how to set a trap for her like there's a lot of information they know yes yeah so lan brings the innkeeper to the dining room and moraine yells at him there wasn't supposed to be anyone else in this room 
and he let two ladies in here to leave her a present. Yeah, so I have a question. Do you think it was like Leandrin and Rihanna? Because those were like the two main ones we saw. Probably with the girls, not. Or just two other ones. These are not two other ones. Okay, and the second follow-up question. Yeah. Do you think that this whole innkeeper situation is uh, similar to the whole Duelin situation where he did something but not necessarily because he wanted to but because he was like twisted to do it? Or do you no, think it's just him I being think an idiot? this is just him being kind of a dummy. And they're like, "Oh, a present. That's nice. Go. This is their room." Yeah, maybe. Okay, that's it could be like of, just an ignorance thing. That's what I felt because with Sandar, he from like even when Leandrin was there with her hands in his hair, yeah, he was saying like, "I didn't want to, but they made me." Yeah, yeah. But like, he yeah. felt that he was forced into doing something and here doesn't look like there's pushback he's just like it's a gift it was a cute little hedgehog yeah sorry about that they just (laughs) wanted to leave a surprise for you that sounded nice okay so yeah that that makes sense yeah and there's no like they forced me like there's none of that right like so Perrin is super worried about fail and maureen says that she is sleeping but not normal sleeping hibernation hibernation sleeping like a barren winter except worse than that because her body is here but her spirit is not yeah yeah and then she tells Perrin about the Trangriel and about the dreamers and the world of dreams and how dreaming is a thing of spirit which has never really or she's never really studied it yeah she's got nothing to do with it like she doesn't seem to be able to do it so like why put so much effort in studying it yeah and then Perrin wonders if this is like the wolf dreams so this is an important thing too because in the description Maureen does give us some sort of new information she says all of her is inside the dream so like all of her but a dreamer only sends part of themselves. Yeah. So it's almost like with the whole Perrin and Egwene thing, a part of them goes not entirely. And this makes a lot more sense once we get the whole Hopper deal. Right. Yeah. Because Hopper is entirely there. Yeah. Yeah. Hopper's okay. entirely... And that's the whole, like, maybe she'll live on entirely in the dream. Yeah. Kind of like Hopper. Kind of like Hopper. We don't know, so... Okay. So I think that this is really good thinking on Perrin's... Yeah, hey, things. this dream world seems like, like the dream world that I go oh, to. Oh, weird. Wolf dreams. <laughs> that sounds like this place. So, yeah. Yeah. So Perrin says he won't leave her, but if he enters the room, he'll be brought into the trap as well. And Maureen says that she's got to go with Lan now, and Perrin can do whatever the fuck he wants. I mean, this is huge. She makes a decision here, and it is not to stay with Perrin yeah, and she's, help him. She's like, go to the tower, get sucked into the dream world to save this girl. Yeah. I really don't care what you do. I have stuff to do. See ya. But I mean, that's that's big for like Maureen picking sides, basically, at this point. Yeah, well, right? I think that her side has always been, I'm gonna fight the Forsaken and the Dark One. But it's like more, it's it's also like, I'm going to go fight Bilal too. But it's also like, if Perrin chooses to go in, into this, like she is hands off at this point. Yeah. So, I mean, that's in in my mind, that's pretty big. Well, she too, can't so. just like rescue these farm boys forever. Yeah. I mean, she's got to let them like figure it out. Yeah. But, yeah. He knows the dangers and she's got shit to do. <laughs> Fail is like, whatever. <laughs> she's on the floor. So. Yeah. Yeah. It, as long as it's not me. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> So Maureen and Lan leave, and then Loyal comes down and asks what's going on. So Perrin tells him, and Loyal gets, like, super pissed off. Like, he really likes Fail, And he's like, 
oh no, she's so free. She can't be trapped. Yeah, we get another one of the references to like Ogier being like terrible enemies to fight. Yeah. Like don't piss off an Ogier. Don't piss off an Ogier. His ears lay back. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's mad like a cat. <laughs> like a cat. Yeah. <laughs> that is what cat ears do. Yeah. If he had a tail, I bet it would be flicking. Oh yeah. 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 Oh well, yeah. Really aggressively. Really. Angry. I know people can't see my hand motions, but I'm doing it. Yeah. Yeah. so Perrin asks Loyal if he will watch his back while he tries to help her and Loyal says that no one will get to him as long as he is living I believe it oh yeah yeah I believe he'll fight to the death here well even that time with Rand when he fought the Trollocs yeah he like manhandled a Trolloc and like broke its neck or something yeah and then felt bad about it after (laughs) (laughs) yeah but like he's a big dude so yep yeah, good fighter. Yep, yep, yep. Even though he doesn't really want to be. No, he'd he's be better gentle. with some training. He's gentle until you like threaten his friends. Yeah, could you imagine like a Ogier, like loyal, but with training from like land to be a fighter? Cool. Oh man. Cool. That'd be pretty badass. Let's get some fan fiction. <laughs> some badass Ogier fighters. Oh man. Okay. Anyways, yeah, okay. let's keep going. So Perrin runs into the room jumps to touch Fael and is immediately transported to the dream world and he knows right away this is the same as his wolf dreams. Makes sense. So we get a note that he has his hammer here and not his axe and then he sees Hopper right away who calls him a fool for coming back and tells him that evil things walk in the dreams. Yeah. Well, we know that the we Forsaken that. Yeah. <laughs> are out and about. So. And then also like the Black Azure, clearly using it. Yeah, and yeah. So there's lots going on right now. So Perrin says he has to find Fael and then he feels a shifting inside and looks down and now he's a wolf. Yeah, go Perrin. He's a big wolf. A big wolf. So okay. I, I have a question because, well, it's not really a question. It's kind of like a connecting dots here. Yeah. Hopper at this moment says to Perrin, you are here too strongly. Yes. And linking that to what Maureen said about like all of Fael is in the dream. And then with Perrin, all of him would also be in the dream now too because he's under the same trap. Yeah. So when Hopper's like, you're here too strongly, it kind of makes a little bit more sense where it's like, you're not being a dreamer sending part of yourself, you're sending all of yourself and that's too much. Yeah. Well, it's not like he sent himself... He went into the trap. Yeah. Which he knew was going to send him. Absolutely. When he said he was going to help her, I thought he was going to go, like, go to sleep. Oh, okay. I didn't think he was... Get a rope and then, like, lasso lasso her and then, like, pull her out of the room. No, no, no. I thought he was just going to go to sleep sleep and do and it. then go find her in yeah the not like world. leap into the room all dramatically yeah that was a little surprising it's, it's faster it's more effective so it's more effective but way more dangerous but also keep in mind we've heard hopper tell perrin that he's here too strongly all the time yeah like lots and lots and lots yeah so okay because he also says you will surely die yes which is bad that is bad which would make sense why hopper keeps kicking him out of the dream yeah when he's like you're here too strongly go away yeah but then parent says that if he does not free the falcon then he doesn't even care if he dies I, this is pretty emotional too and like, hopper I like says then we hunt brother and off they go yeah you gotta say the brother then ah, we hunt brother i didn't it's write the brother, brother in my it's notes. the brother connection it's it's so like heartwarming <laughs> okay yeah they're it's brothers. all about the feelings. Okay. And then we hunt. Need I remind brother. you? Brother. Hopper's dead in the real world? Yeah, I know. Come but on. not for Perrin. Yeah, I know. But like, come on. <laughs> okay. So off they go. 
that's the end of this chapter. Yeah. And now we get into the good stuff. Although yes. that was pretty good. I have a question. Yeah. Maureen was concerned that if Fael doesn't get rescued, that she might like die, but stay in the dream world forever. Yeah. So do you think there's any possibility that the whole Falcon and Hawk situation is like Fael in the dream world and the Hawk in the real world? No. Pairing as two girlfriends. Dream girlfriend, real world girlfriend, Falcon and Hawk. Uh, too complicated a question. <laughs> Pass. Okay. Pass. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with no because my prediction is he's saving her. Okay. We, I mean, we see the attempt. We certainly see something well, happen in this yes, chapter. We don't know how this ends. We don't know how it ends. Yeah. And I, I mean, got... that's kind of why I have to ask the question because I know. you see the start of this, but we don't see an ending. No, I know. No, I'm going to say, I still think that. You think he's going to save her? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's read on. Let's go. Okay. Maybe not this book though, because <laughs> I don't know how in like one more chapter, all of this is going to get resolved. Like it seems so crazy. There's two. Okay. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. So, chapter 54 is called Into the Stone, and we get a dice picture. Yeah. So, we get a matte point of view to start with. To start, there's flip-flop, flip-flop. Flip-flop, flip-flop. But he's on the rooftops at nighttime heading towards the stone. Yeah, this is great. And I went, oh, where's the Aeol? Oh, Because he's okay. hopping around on the rooftops. Yeah, and I know that's roofs. where they're hiding. Yeah, yeah. So he also has his bundle of fireworks with him yeah. and a tin box, which appears to be hot. Yeah, did you know what that was before we like... I think, yeah, I had some recollection from somewhere yeah. yeah so like you keep coals under sand they stay hot for a really really long time like up to 12 hours yeah so he's got a tin box tin full box. of hot coals yeah hot coal to light the fireworks yep at the appropriate time uh-huh yep almost like i predicted or he's something sort of okay <laughs> uh this is exactly what i predicted. I mean it's it's pretty it's pretty good but it's not like exactly you never said he was gonna okay anyways let's let's talk about let's talk about that <laughs> so he is studying the stone of tear and it's a couple hundred feet high made of pure stone and he thinks i'd be crazy to try to climb that 
even Rand wouldn't try climbing that. And then in the next paragraph, <laughs> Matt sees someone climbing the wall. What? And Wait, I, do you think that's Rand? Yeah, immediately. Immediately. <laughs> the second that Matt says, even Rand wouldn't climb that. It's and like, then he sees someone climbing it. I was like, fuck like Rand. Up. What are you doing, Rand? This is so funny, though, as a strategy. So, I mean, it's important to note that the, like, the Stone of Tear is almost in some senses like a mountain like it's so reminiscent of that all yeah. the descriptions of it so it like is not necessarily a purely smooth walled like yeah. fortress right no you can climb it yeah and Rand, being a tall tall guy he's like yeah and it, a good climber and a good climber clearly from like the memories here like he, yeah it's not the worst plan it's not no. like great it but actually it's... kind of reminded me of game of thrones the wildlings climbing climb the wall. the wall okay yeah like it's not an impossible feat yeah but it's a very difficult one absolutely that's yeah. sort of what it reminded me of yeah so. that, that's a great reference i like that yeah but no it's for sure rand oh <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was really funny it made me laugh out loud yeah but all of a sudden there's a knife at matt's throat and he instinctively starts fighting and then quickly realizes he's like super outnumbered. Yeah. And he thinks that these are thieves and tries to, you know, kind of smooth talk and be like, I don't want to interrupt your work. Yeah. You let I'll me just, do my thing. <laughs> I'll just be on my way. Yeah. So did you catch one thing, though? Because when he thinks, burn me, I don't have the time for this. Time to toss the dice. For a chilling moment, he thought the words in his head had been strange. No, I didn't whenever, catch that. Whenever okay. Matt thinks about like words in his head being strange, it's probably because he's thinking in the old tongue. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's the whole toss the dice thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's his like... We've gotten a couple that's references That's his to saying it. that he doesn't say in English. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so they don't really move and Matt realizes that they are black veiled Aeel and it turns out that he said that out loud and then one goes, yep, we're Aeel. And then one woman says... You dance well for someone caught by surprise. Maybe we can dance properly sometime. And he's like, ooh, a dance. Yeah, not that kind of dance, man. No, Matt. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> so they ask Matt what he's doing. And they have been watching him and want to know why he is studying the stone. Okay, before before we get to that, one other little tidbit. Again, I think I referenced this a couple episodes ago. Matt catches himself humming to himself and then promptly stops once he realizes it. Yeah, that's not the first time that's happened. Yeah, it happens quite often. Okay. Okay, let's continue. Okay. Sorry, I just want to point no, that no, out. No, 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 that's okay. So then another voice says that he was expecting thieves up here, not Aiel, and it's freaking Julin Sandar. It's so funny. Get like, out of here. What are you doing here? No, what are you doing here? And then Julin pops out. What, are, like, what are you doing both here? Both doing here. Yeah. yeah. And so the Aiel ask him the same question, and he's like, well, it appears I'm caught. I did a thing today that I feel uncomfortable about, but he seems confused. Yeah, the small voice in his head telling him that he should have done it, but also that it, like, he doesn't shouldn't go have. Away. Yeah. yeah. And so it turns out one of the Aiel is Ruark. Oh my God, it's Ruark. Great. And then he tells Sandar that he won't harm him or anyone in his city. And then Sandar's like super confused. He's like, well, then why are you here? Yeah. Like, what else do Aiel do other than fight and 
That's yeah, it. and we kind of know that they're here for either Perrin or uh, Gwen and the girls, or b- because of both of them. Like they, right. they all told all the Aiel like tears. We're the place going to, to be. tear. Yeah. And so like literally everyone's in tear. Well, and I mean we're gonna get like notice here that Gaul's here, and we know that Gaul met Perrin, and Perrin yeah. literally told him like, "Yo, you gotta look for the dude you're looking for in, in tear. That's where he is. We're headed there." So yeah, yeah. And we assume since Perrin got there essentially cross country after Ilian, yeah, that the Aiel are much faster. Probably a little bit. Like that makes <laughs> sense to me. So. Yeah. So Rourke says that they came for the stone, and then asks Matt again, "What is he up to?" Yeah, this is like not the and time then Matt's to. Matt's like, "Oh, just out for a walk in the moonlight," <laughs> and then. The female puts a knife to his throat again. Yeah, yeah. Which we don't ever get a description or a name about of the woman? which female this uh, okay, is. Okay, okay. So maybe it's one we know, but there's like a hundred Aiel here, so. Yeah, but they were with Ruark. Yeah, that's true. So, I don't know. I, I don't, just yeah. I just wanted it to there's be someone I know. But It is funny that like this Aiel woman thinks that it's funny when man, like, Matt like pushes the spear point away from yeah. his throat. It's like Aiel humor. Gotta yeah. love it. Oh, I keep calling it a knife. It's obviously a spear. Yeah, it's a spear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. You didn't correct Well, they me. have knives, but it's like... Ah, uh, okay. I don't know. Whatever. So he says that his friends are in there and he wants to get them out. And then someone says to Ruark that it is time. And he says, yes, Gull. Ah. Yeah, good. And then he says, but do not raise the arm cry and all the Aiel leave. Yeah, well, there's a couple things too. Do you think they were watching Rand climb the mountain? Maybe. I mean, it's not like a lot gets past Aiel. And now it's time Aiel. because he got in. He got in. So it's like, now we go. Yeah. Yeah. So that would be pretty cool. Because who else would be scaling yeah. the freaking Well, st- they also, they, they don't necessarily know who Rand like they they don't know who Rand is. No. Like they there's no connection there yet for but us. But if they've been stalking on roofs, yeah, looking, they've probably seen Rand Maybe. stalking around who looks like an Aiel. Do you think there was like a Rand interaction kind of like with what Matt said ha, Matt has here? Like a similar like where they catch Rand sneaking around no. and they're like what are you doing? I think they're just observing. Okay, they're observing. Okay, okay. Yeah, unless Rand was on rooftops? Yeah, we like we don't we have no idea what's literally been doing, so. no idea. Question though, yep. And while you were reading, like we obviously know it doesn't really pan out this way, but as you were reading, when Matt's like, "Well, I'm gonna go alone unless you guys are gonna help me," did you for like a minute think that maybe Matt was gonna team up with the Aiel? No, some fun combination duo. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. Because it's kind of like it kind of writes. I like know. That too. Yeah, 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 a little bit, but no, I didn't think that the Aiel were gonna team up with Matt. They got their own plans. Yeah. Right now, so they're gone. Yeah. yeah. And so now Matt and Sandar are on the roof alone together. And Sandar says, these friends of yours, are they three women? Oh, no. And Matt's like hesitant to answer. But then Sandar says, he knows of a gate that a thief taker could use. And he knows where it is. Yeah. And Matt, you know, if he's trusting enough to work with him he could pretend to be a prisoner and they could sneak in together yeah that seems like a uh, it made me not comfortable it immediately (laughs) seems very suspicious like hey do you want to pretend to be a prisoner and i'll take you through the prisoner gate yeah no No. (laughs) (laughs) and then we get to the cells yeah and then we fight and then i I put you in there and then we fight the guards together (laughs) wink wink 
Yeah, no. like it seems like such a weird plan. But Matt does say that this is preferable to climbing the wall, and he's going to go along with it. He was. He was. And he's like, ah, he decides to take the chance and trust him. Yeah. But always in the back of his head, he's like, can I trust him, though? Yeah, and I mean, there's even more stuff that happens, and I'm, I'm going to ask you the question at the end of the chapter about your feelings towards Julian. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So first, though... Before Matt can just go and be a willing fake prisoner. Gotta go kick the anthill. He's gotta go create a diversion. Okay, and now this is where I need to talk about how I was so right. Okay, you never said that Matt was gonna blow a hole in the Stone of Tear. No, I said- You never said that. I said he wasn't going to sell his fireworks. You did. And I said he was going to use them to set them off all at once to create a distraction. Maybe blow up a house or a barn or something, but you didn't say the stone of tear. I didn't say exactly the stone of tear. (laughs) You're right. But you get half points for all intents and purposes. Yeah, I am completely right. That that, it was pretty good. He makes some terrible mistakes. Oh oh, God. Does he ever? Yeah. Because it's like so funny. Because he runs up to the stone wall and shoves all the fireworks in an arrow slit and he has cut the long fuses short to, to match, match the, the short other. ones it's like no so man. they all go off together makes sense but i also like just to kind of paint this scene not a great idea <laughs> he's on a wall that's like 50 feet high and three feet across yeah that he's running on so when he plants it in this arrow slit and when he gets blown forward he gets blown forward so that he lands on the three feet of wall stone yeah which is awfully lucky that he didn't just get blown off to the everything side. Everything here is luck. Yeah. Like, it's literally nothing yeah. but luck. It's great. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Or Taviran. Well, that's, I mean, hand in hand almost yeah. that, right? So. Yeah, that's true. So he thinks that there will be, like, a little bang and a flash <laughs> that will cause people to wonder what's going on over there. Yeah. Like I mean, it's such a good description, just, like, <laughs> louder than anything he'd ever heard in his life before. <laughs> Yeah, so he lights them with his tin box full of burning coals, and then he just, like, starts to run away, but then obviously the blast is super close because of how short he doesn't the get far fuses at all. are. Like, he <laughs> doesn't understand how these work. He gets thrown, like, across the wall, yeah, basically. Yeah. His ears are ringing, and he just has no idea what the hell just happened. It's so good. It's yeah. so bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So he recovers a little bit and he looks back and sees that the arrow slit is now like a hole in the side of the wall. Yeah, and here we go. And he's super confused and he just invented explosives. Basically was what happened. Yeah, yeah. He, that's kind of what happened. Yeah. But I mean, that's huge. It's also important to note that we know that like the Stone of Tear was probably built by like Aes Sedai and fireworks or explosives can still break that down yeah like i mean it's important that it's not like an impenetrable invincible thing well yeah because realistically they use stone yeah from the earth to build it and then they like magically do something yeah something. but it's still just stone from the earth yeah yeah created so, into a wall that can hey. be blown up do you, okay so i mean we could go off into predictions about this yeah, whole like yeah. matt just kind of invented explosives <laughs> dynamite i don't yes, know what you want to call it exactly yeah is that going to be wily coyote is style gonna, is he ever going to remember that he did that and like piece it together again that Maybe. like he seems confused that that even happened like he doesn't get it that no he doesn't the fireworks are why there's a hole i in guess the wall we'll yet. see if we ever see a ludra again 
Oh, yeah, because she gave them to him. So He's been pretty obsessed with these fireworks. I don't think he's just going to drop the idea of learning about fireworks. He's like a little rascal. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rascal. <laughs> so Matt has a decision to make here because he can either head back towards where Sandor is waiting and hope that this guy he just met who like knows about his friends being prisoners yeah is trustworthy yeah like no <laughs> yeah or he can go back to where the fireworks just busted a man-sized hole in the impenetrable stone of tear here we go so he goes, he goes in. for the hole yeah yeah Why and not? like immediately regrets it yeah because he just caused a huge scene so it's like obviously guards are gonna come <laughs> yeah immediately. as he jumps through the hole he lands and realizes that there are a bunch of soldiers running that way because he just blew a hole in the stone <laughs> the of tear. The <laughs> point of the fireworks in the first place, oh yeah, oh yeah, was to get all the guards to run over here, right, to create the diversion. Yeah, yeah, bad diversion. Yeah, not the bad. Well, it was a good diversion. He just like went the wrong way after the diversion. He forgot about everything. <laughs> <laughs> He's just I don't know. Hey, something to be said for like getting your brain rattled in an explosion. Sure, and, like, not that's knowing what what's it is. On. This has nothing to do with Matt and his like. <laughs> quick thinking at all doing his best yeah okay (laughs) so he goes to town just like smashing these guards with his quarterstaff fighting like crazy and then sandar shows up behind him with a much smaller staff but he's also very good at fighting yeah we didn't talk about it a couple chapters ago but it's bamboo bamboo's a thing oh okay yeah yeah and so they take out all the soldiers and sandar's like oh jesus (laughs) Actually, he probably says, oh, light. I don't know. (laughs) And he goes, I've attacked defenders. Yeah. What's going on? This is bad. And then he's also like, what the fuck did you do? Call lightning? Have I sided with a man who can channel? Only kind of. And Matt's like, no. Yeah. Fireworks. But also only kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because like Matt and Rand are buddies. That's true. So it's like he's kind of throwing his hat in Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Sort of. So... The two guys head towards the cells, but they have to hurry because if they are found, they will surely be killed. Mm-hmm. And I know you you have a question for me about whether or not I trust this guy, and I think I do. You do? Yeah. It's just, it's such a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It is like, weird. he offers to take him down to the prisoners' I feel like I trust him as long as Leandrin doesn't find him. Okay. Because if Leandrin's around, she has the ability to, like, to clearly influence him. Yeah. And as long as he's still thinking like... Maybe there's some like residual... I feel yeah. like I did something wrong. Okay. Because that's a weird thing for him to just be like talking about. Yeah. It's so, just, it's such a weird situation that we have Sandar in. So like, it's just yeah, whether you trust him or like not. I feel like so. I trust him, but not fully. Okay. Because if he gets caught again... Yeah. Then he'll do bad things again. Yeah, okay. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah. So we get a scene change. We do. And we get Rand. We do. Who is just like wandering down a dark corridor in the stone. Okay, so although this is like a paragraph, there's a couple things we got to talk about in the paragraph. Okay, so there are alarm gongs sounding. Yeah. And this is clearly because of Matt. Yes. And it's all happening at once. Well, we heard the gongs start at the end of the map perspective. Right. And so then it's like... This is like the same, 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 same time. The gong is the right, and this reminds me factor. just of the end of the Great Hunt. Yeah, in Falma, where we get all these scene changes, and every beginning of the scene change is exactly the same. Yes, it's all very. He wants you to know what, like, the timing. Yeah, yeah, and so I don't know if this is like predictable that this is happening in literally the exact same way with just different events. I think it's good. 
I think yeah. it's helpful for I us as a reader. I think this is the last time this will happen, though. Really? Yeah. Okay. Good prediction, Danny. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do. I think because, I mean, I, th- I think that after the third book, yeah, things are going to start not getting completely wrapped up by the end. Okay. With like such a neat little... Like in book yeah. four, I think that things and the writing might change a little bit that's a big prediction because i mean like the further you get in series yeah i think that writing styles will slightly shift okay to like bigger overarching problems versus like book by book problems maybe yeah i just feel that way okay but anyway yeah so that was definitely rand climbing the wall it is yeah and his side hurts because of his baalzaman wound yes and this is the important note yeah so it is burning and strained almost to tearing by climbing up the side, but it is still not open. Right. But yeah. it's just really hurting him. Really hurting, but it's not opened. Okay. And he's feeling pretty good because he thinks that this is all about to be over and he's so close to Calendor now. Yeah. He's got a totally normal, non-crazy smile fixed on his face. Yeah. It's a normal smile. Normal. Yeah. Okay. So... It will all finish at last, one way or another. All the dreams and the taunting and baiting and hunting will all be over. And he laughs to himself. Totally normal. Like a crazy. Not crazy laughing to himself as he runs down the dark hallway. Like a crazy. He's not. No way. These are all normal (laughs) things he's doing. So, okay. okay. And then we get a scene change. Yeah. Do you have anything to like tie up this whole rant? Like, how is he doing? Not good. (laughs) Not so good. Okay. that's okay. Okay, 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 okay. At least he's not just like... Totally sane Rand. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> we get a scene change to Egwene. Yes. And she is just waking up for the first time since being captured. Yeah, not dead. Hey. Yeah, good. That's good. And she had dreamed of Matt and Rand, and then it all sort of comes back to her, and she screams about not being collared. And then she sort of like leans up against a wall and Nynaeve and Elaine are there who are looking beat up and that's not very comforting for her. Yeah. And she thinks at least she's not alone and at least she's not collared. Yes. Okay. So that's something. I mean, you had a crazy prediction where you're thinking like maybe the Sean Chan are somehow involved. Yeah. There's no collars on them here. So No, there is not. But- not no. Yeah, there is an interesting like little tidbit. I where... didn't think the Shanchen were involved in this with the girls. Oh, I thought maybe th- I think that's what I thought you might have meant. No, I don't know. Okay, anyways, nope. but the interesting part about the whole message scratched on the wall, where it's like it says the light have mercy and let me die. Yeah, it's just like this whole big thing where it's like, is this just a regular prison cell where like you know prisoners go, or is this like an Aes Sedai specific cell where there have been other Aes Sedai who we know that. Well, we kind of are thinking that are being bought and, you know, converted basically by the Merdral. We kind of have heard that that's a thing who's buying Aes Sedai. And Egwene thinks to herself like, oh man, this is really bad. Yeah. Someone scratched this. So it's like, is this a message from like some poor Aes Sedai who got captured and yeah. like wants to die in the cell instead of like being you know, converted? I got to tell you. I don't think it matters right now. Okay, okay, okay. I think maybe later. Maybe I think later. that like being in a cell where there's like 
let me die scratched on the wall. It's just like a bad message. It's not good, yeah. no matter who wrote it. Well, it's not like probably someone who's like thrown in the cell because they're being drunk or something like that is going to carve that in the stone I don't cell. think that if you're being drunk, you get thrown into a cell in the stone of tear. I don't know where they keep their prison cells. Yeah, I don't think that this is it. Okay. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't okay. know. So. Okay, okay. It's all speculation, so I'm just... No, not for you. Spitballing ideas no. here. Stop saying that you're speculating anything. You're not speculating anything. You're just saying things to throw me <laughs> off. Like, stop it. I speculate. If I say enough, you'll never know. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So Gwen figures out that they are shielded, mostly because they're still injured and Nynaeve would have, like, healed them. If they weren't shielded. Yeah. And Nynaeve says that there's one sitting outside the door to keep the shield up, but it's been hours since they were thrown in here. And Elaine says that they are bait, but they don't know what for. And Nynaeve is super pissed off. Yeah. Good to know how shields work. Like once they're there, it only takes one person to maintain three shields. Like there's some sort of power difference. Right. But. So. With Nynaeve being so pissed off here, I'm unsure of whether or not how angry she is is super genuine or if she's just trying to stay angry to be able to channel if that option comes up all of a sudden. Oh, yeah. Because like that's a, that's a thing. if all of a sudden the shield drops. For whatever but reason. But she's not yeah. worked up and angry. Yeah. Then she can't react as fast as she wants. Do you think like all three of them working together could somehow like... I know we don't know how shields work exactly, yeah. but could all three work together to like batter it down? No, or because like... they can't. Okay, they can't channel. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, like no. I, I don't know what, exactly. Like how do they get? No, out you're of the... saying things that don't even make sense now. At this okay. Point. So no, but I think that Nynaeve is keeping herself worked up. That's what it felt like yeah, to me. Yeah. Like how angry she is at being just like left alone. We've kind of seen her do that. Like yes. she works her own anger. Yes. So. Exactly. So push the anger button. Right. So Egwene says she thinks that Rand is here and that's who they are bait for. It's a good guess. Yeah. And so he's coming for Kalendor and she wonders why she dreamed of Matt and of Perrin as a wolf. Yeah. I wonder ah. why. Yeah. That's because they're here. He's currently doing stuff as a wolf. <laughs> right. And so Egwene is trying to be positive, but is like... Well, we outsmarted the Shan Chen and we can best Leandrin. And Nynaeve says that there are 13 fades coming. Oh, no. And that's a problem. And this was Egwene's whole, like, traumatic fear in her testing. Yeah. Well, it seems like there is some sort of truth to that. Some sort of. Well, I mean, it's not so exactly, but. Well, that's where she learned about it for the first time. So. Was, yeah. During for, the testing. That's the, the first testing, time she yeah. learned that that's a thing. Right. So her hands grasp her like little pouch and she realizes that she still has her Terangriel. And Elaine says, oh, I hope Rand can come save us or something, which is annoying. (laughs) I think that Elaine just wants Rand to come save her. Yeah. So Egwene explains to them that she thinks she can channel when she's in the dream world and she wants to try. 
So she goes to sleep holding the Terangriol and reaches out and then is filled with the one power. Yeah. Hey. Cool. So that's an interesting take on it too. Mm -hmm. So she closes her eyes, thinks about the heart of the stone, opens them, and then she's there, but with Joya. Who is very surprised to see Egwene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Joya is still looking all like transparent. Yes, uh, insubstantial shape again. Right. Now, that's like the hardest word for me to say. It took me like eight tries the last time. Yeah, to I know. Insubstantial. Yes. Yes. And I think that's probably because I think I've worked it out now. Okay. What do you think? I think it's because they're using a Terangriel to be there ah. and she doesn't have a natural ability so that would to make... walk in the dream world. Gotcha. So that would make Egwene able to be more like solid as a form. Yes. Versus using a Terangriel and not having the talent. So, yes. Okay. Yes. I like your theory. Okay. So she tells Egwene that... You know, she's supposed to be shielded. And before she can do anything else, Egwene weaves spirit so that Joya is shielded and then air so that she is held. And she can do two flows at once. Yeah. Easily. Yes. And so Joya has fear in her eyes and figures out that Egwene has a Terangriel that escaped them and doesn't require the power. Ah. So that's interesting. Yeah. And Joya says that Egwene will be sorry when she wakes up and she will take it from her. She's trying to lay down some threats while she's like <laughs> incapacitated. Yeah. Basically and Egwene's here, so. like, well, maybe what happens here is real. Like, why did you not wake up when I shielded you if your Terangriel requires channeling? And maybe you won't wake up ever, ever. Ever again. Yeah. Because she tells her that once someone had shown her a scar of something that happened in the dream world. Yes. Okay. So Joya clearly has no concept of what this place is. Yeah. It's and, good to know that Egwene's like better. She's like better at it. She's yeah. better at doing this stuff than it seems like these Aes Sedai are. Oh yeah. It's great. So Egwene wishes that she was cruel enough to kill her. And I a little bit wish that too. Okay. So here's here's yeah. the thing. So she sets the weave so that it, she's like beating Joya. Yes. She's like beating her and then yeah, she's she going to leave. She gives her a little punch to her side. But she sets a weave so that it's like a repeated beating. Yeah. And it doesn't stop ever. Yeah. But then before she leaves, she stops that weave from like torturing her basically. Yeah. But do you remember the name of the daughter that she had in the test? Yeah, Joya. Yeah. So yeah. like I'm thinking like maybe her stopping that has a little bit to do with the fact that like her daughter is I don't like, think like, so. Same I think that Egwene is just not as cruel and doesn't like beating people up. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. There's, I mean, like, like the there is connection. that, there is the name connection, which I do think has some importance at some point, but I don't think that's why. Okay. I think that if this was any of them. She would do the same? She would do the same. Gotcha. 100%. Well, she, what is it, um, oh, I can't even remember the Shanchan that she, like, jumped on after and started punching her. Rena? With the water pitcher? Yeah. Was it Rena? Yeah. <laughs> like, beating her with it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then, then you had to, like, yeah. pull her off or something. Yeah. yeah. But, no. So... Egwene tells her, though, that if Joya ever tries to beat her up again, she'll return her here and make sure that she never wakes up. Ooh. It's, like, super badass. Yeah. And Egwene has, like, super leveled up and can channel all these flows at once, and she can tie them off and leave them there. That's pretty cool. That's impressive. Yeah. So she unravels one of the weavings, like, the one that's beating her beating her yeah because she says i'm not like you i don't enjoy this but i'm gonna have to learn to just cut throats yeah <laughs> it's like 
Okay, uh, laying down the threats here too. Yeah, and then Egwene, like, she takes it as like, oh my god, are you gonna kill me right yeah. now? But she doesn't. But yeah, and then Egwene just like leaves her there, held and shielded, and she is off to find the cells. Hey, cool. so that's pretty solid. Yeah, like she did it. But now it's just a question of like, what else can what you do? What can she do? Because Joya is clearly she's dreaming in the dream world with so. a Terangriel. Yeah, but will she be able to see? Because it's uh, Amiko is guarding the cells. Right. So. Yeah, I'm not quite sure exactly how that's going to work. Yeah. But I bet we find out. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So scene change to Perrin, but I also put in brackets young bull. Yeah. Because that's clearly who this is. It is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so. because well, he's doing stuff. Because he's doing stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so he's still dreaming and he's like still a wolf. Yeah. Sort of. But he's killing men. Like defenders, defender soldiers. So maybe here's maybe. the thing. So yeah. he's clearly in the dream world. These soldiers are guarding a door, but are also seemed like they seem very confused as to like why they're there too. Okay. So it kind of seems. You remember how uh, when the three the Tarvalon guy was pulled into the dream with Baalzaman, and the one dude was like, "I'm in tear." Yeah. So it kind of seems like these guards may have been like pulled into the dream world somehow. And, which would make sense why they're like confused why they're there. Yeah. Okay. That's like the best explanation we of what we know. Yeah, well, they're so clearly far. guarding this door who like we know we know that Fael is behind this uh, behind door. Behind it, yeah. So So yeah. And then I also have just a little bit of a side note here about how like this is one of the ways you get into the impossible to get into place. And that's dreams. Through the dreams. Remember at the beginning of the book when yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, a bunch of like they can get into Kalendor, this un penetrable impenetrable place through the dream world through the dream world yeah and that's the whole question of like is ran gonna get it through the dream world because we know he's got some sort of ability there too yeah like to i don't know what somehow. ran's gonna do though but perrin is here yeah in the dream world because his body is still laying back at the inn with loyal guarding it that's true right so, so we got like perrin and Egwene in the dream yeah and then it's like dreamception but and then Wayne like, is in the in the stone. She is, but yeah. in the cell. Yeah. So I don't know, but to get to the heart of the stone, maybe you need to be dreaming. I don't know. I don't know. Yes, you do. You <laughs> okay. do know. But I'm not you're not tell telling you. me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm also kind of wondering about the like, what's the crossover here? Like, did Perrin kill these guys in real life? Like, who are they? I don't know. Yeah, I who mean, knows? that's a question of if you get killed in. Teleron Riyadh, do you die in the real world? And yeah, probably. We've seen it both ways, kind of. Yeah, like I'm not injuries really sure. aren't as severe, but like also if you I get I think it just killed, depends where these guys came from and who. Yeah, and like what actually happened. And that's why I said like the best explanation is like they're somehow they were pulled in to guard the door, but they're very confused about it. Yeah, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. So anyway, Perrin killed all these guys, and now he's back to being a man, and he has his hammer. And Hopper is there saying that there is evil nearby. And Perrin says that Fael must be here. So he uses his hammer to smash the lock on the door. Fael is in here. Yes. She yeah. is naked and wrapped in chains and lying on some stone block with her hair spread out like a fan. It's a very weird Super situation. Super weird. Yeah. And Perrin, It gets weirder. It does. Perrin walks over to her, touches her cheek, and she wakes up and smiles and says she dreamed he would come. So 
I don't know if this is like a weird trap. Is this like real Fael? Is, is real it Fael, like not real? Or if she's unaware of what's going on and thinks that she's woken up, but she's yeah. still dreaming. Because she like probably disappears. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> because he says, I'll have you free in a moment, Fael. Ah, there you and go. And she says, I knew you would come, Perrin. Ah. Names. Names. So cute. Nice. Okay. But he smashes all the chains away. But then she fades away. Gone. And Hopper says the dream world is not like the world of flesh. Here, one hunt can have many endings. Gotta continue the hunt. Really annoying. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You want it to get resolved immediately in this chapter? Yeah. Okay. Well, there's one and a half chapters left. (laughs) Yeah. And one of them has to be like the whole like Moraine explaining things wrap up chapter. Like I've come to expect (laughs) that one. So. Okay. Okay. So. In terms of action, there's one. Hey, we still got some pages left in this book. We got a little bit of time. Not many. But the hunt continues, and he leaves as a man a crueler hunter than a wolf. Ah. Okay. So then we get a scene change. Full circle. Back to Matt. Yes, here we go. Alarm gongs are sounding. He can hear the fighting of other men close to him, and he suspects the Aiel fighting defenders. Which makes sense, because they were like, we gotta go. But how did the eel get into the stone? Maybe climbed, maybe snuck, maybe yeah, just killed their way in, too. I don't know why he assumes it's Aiel here. Well, I mean, he saw a hundred of them running off. That's true. Okay. So, like, it's not a bad... Like, it might not be. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Like, it might not be. Yeah. But it's a pretty good it guess. It just made me go, hmm, why? Well, That's who all. else would it be? I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're going to say that, you got to give well, me something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so matt is fighting one guy right now and he's a really good swordsman and matt is having more of a difficult time fighting him yeah and he wonders if this is one of the high lords because he's dressed kind of fancy that makes sense and we get that this is not the first man matt has fought that is dressed like this but he is certainly the best fighter. So is Matt just like running and through the stone I killing said, High Lords? How many other High Lords has Matt killed tonight? Okay, that's a good question. A lot, it seems like. Well, you know, they seem expendable. Yikes. At least for a, a few of them. So Yikes. So Matt calls out to Sandar and says like, can you make it past me? And he's like, no, your stupid staff is way too big. Okay, but <laughs> you also got to talk about the whole like thief catcher versus thief taker. Oh, I actually yeah. don't have to talk oh, about you that? Oh, you have to. There okay. seems to be a thing because Julian refers to himself as a thief catcher and everybody else is calling him a thief taker and he doesn't like well, that very much. Well, that's because thief takers are from Andor and thief catchers are from Tyr and it just seems like a Oh, just like a cultural semantics. difference? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, big thing? No. Okay. Okay. I really didn't think... There's a reason I said we don't need to talk about it. Well, it's like, every, it, okay, okay, that's fair. I don't think it matters. <laughs> so let's talk about the High Lord. He yeah, has a name. He does have yeah. a name because, oh, well, you well, forgot we... about the whole Matt's stupid big staff and he'll lose momentum if he moves over. Yeah. So the guy Matt is fighting calls himself High Lord Darlin. Yeah, he talks about himself in the third person here, uh-huh. which I don't care for. But he also wants to hang Matt and Sandar by their feet and have them skinned alive. He's like, uh, you know, doing the whole threatening during, he's like monologuing during a sword fight. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? He's a cool guy. Yeah. But like talking about yourself yeah. in the third person. It will be an honor to kill you or something. I don't know. But. <laughs> you will be honored to die on the blade of the High Lord Darlin. Yeah, that one. <laughs> like, okay. 
Okay. So <laughs> yeah. Matt thinks enough of this, changes his attack mid-whirl, you know, of his staff, and then he gets the guy real good. Staff move. Staff move, dead. Yeah. So Matt thinks, ugh, I'm tired. Being a hero is hard work. Yeah, it is. And Matt gives a start because he sees Rand crossing an adjoining hallway up ahead and thinks, oh man, that looked like Rand. Oh man, crazy. Okay, so Rand's still like running through the corridors. Yeah. All crazy, grinning like an idiot. So. I know. So the all problem right. <laughs> here is that like if this was Perrin, yeah. he'd be like, oh shit, that's Rand. I should go follow him. He does not think that. But, but Matt thinks that Rand is still with Moraine. He's just like some guy who looks like Rand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. I was really hoping he would go follow him. Okay. He doesn't. That doesn't happen. No. Not, not yet. It doesn't seem like it will. But I also want to bring up one point about what Julin says, because after like he cracks the High Lord in the skull, oh yes, Julin looks down and he says, you know, he doesn't look so mighty lying there. He doesn't look much greater than me. Yeah. And we know there's this huge like class divide in here. Yes. Where these huge. High Lords are yeah. like put on this pedestal of being like so far above the common folk, the regular people, that they're like other beings almost. So, but here. He's it's like, kind of shifting that, that. Yeah, yeah. shifting the perspective, and it's important. Okay, so then Matt says, like, he starts to say something to Sandar. Yeah. And he's, like, swinging his staff up over his shoulder, and he feels it crack someone on the head behind him. It's like a comically lucky streak. I love it. Yeah. It's, I'm so here for it. And this guy just has, like, a split skull, and so Matt, like, yeah, now. Yeah, he's, he's dead. And Matt, like, finishes him off real quick. <laughs> Smack him a couple more times. Yeah, and yeah. so they head off to find a secret passageway down to the cells. And, I mean, this is the whole big question, too, is, yeah. like, about Julian. Is he trustworthy? Is this, like, a trap for Matt? Like, is it, you know, legitimate or... It's, it's, it's tough to say, but are you still sticking with, you know, trustworthy? I sure hope so. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there is a possibility that someone caught wind of Mother Gwenna speaking to Matt and giving information. That's true. And so they sent Julian out after him. Yeah, yeah. And he's being real sneaky. But, like, why is he helping... Like, it's a pretty big ruse on Sander's part, I think. It would be. It would be pretty big. To be, big. like, murdering people in the Stone of Tear. Yeah, he seems to, like, have fought beside Matt long enough here that it doesn't seem like he is. Unless, but he also like you doesn't said, seem very, like, confident about where he's going. No, it's all, so... like, speculation. So, like, we got the girls in the cell, Egwene in the dream world. We've got Perrin in the dream world rescuing Fael. We've got Maureen and Land sneaking around somewhere. Rand's running through the hallways like crazy, <laughs> but we assume he's going for Kalandor because that's still yeah. the plan. We think the Forsaken have a plan to try to make Rand take Kalandor and then take it from him. Right, and we haven't seen Landfear in a while. We haven't seen Landfear in too long. Yeah. And then we got Matt going down to rescue the girls, but like they're almost, you know, possibly free, but we don't actually know how that's going to end up. So Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whole lot of pieces moving around here that all have to get wrapped up. I know, up. but in order to take Kalandor, we also need a female channeler. That's what you and think. And we know yes. that Egwene is in the dream world and we can do get know to the that. Stone of Tear. Maybe Egwene will help. Oh, okay, okay, Oh my okay. god, I'm so close. I'm going to go finish the book right now. You are at that. This is cool because you get to finish the Dragon Reborn. Yeah. I'm you know what's really cool? We are officially 20% done the Wheel of Time series. No, I haven't finished it yet. After you finish it, we're 20% oh. done. Whoa. Wow. Amazing. Wow. Okay. Only five and a half years to go. Yay. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty good, though. 
It's not bad. It's not bad. Have you gotten enough speculation from me? I think so. I think so. I wonder where Maureen is. You know, I did have half a thought when Matt sees someone scaling the stone. You thought it was Maureen? No, Lan. Oh, okay. I was like, I guess Who? Maureen could, like, maybe. No, I not don't know. Maureen. <laughs> Lan, though. Lan could and would. Maureen could, but wouldn't. Wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm fully confident in my I was sure abilities. it was Rand, but then a small part of me went or land. Or yeah, okay, okay. So they're about to go in there and fuck some shit up too. Well that's the plan <sighs> because apparently the trap for Maureen didn't work. Yeah. Huh? And he thinks that maybe and they think that the Forsaken could feel the trap go off. So this is like the advantage that the Forsaken, whoever set the trap doesn't know that she's not incapacitated right they because somebody was somebody was they would assume that it's and it's like a woman with dark hair so like yeah good uh, enough i don't know how that works okay you do know how that works okay you're such a liar a lot of people know how that works a lot of lying here tonight brett yeah yeah well every night the things i do for the wheel of time (laughs) okay and I am eager to go read, so I'm going to say this is part of the pattern now. Yeah, it's part of the pattern. Thank you for listening to this episode. The Wheel Weaves is hosted by Danny and Brett, produced by Danny and Brett with Vince Lewick, Derek Benton, Michelle O'Brien, Moltude, Benjamin, Passion Socks, and Mozyme, with music by Audionautics.com. If you'd like to support us making great content and you're interested in extra bonus content like bonus episodes, Q&As, outtakes, early released episodes, unedited video released episodes, and exclusive merchandise, please visit patreon.com slash thewheelweavespodcast. Don't forget to check us out on social media, on Instagram and Twitter. You can find us at The Wheel Weaves Podcast. We love interacting with our fans and that's the best way to get a hold of us if you want to chat. Also, you can join the conversation with other Wheel of Time fans with Brett and myself over at our Discord channel for spoiler-free and spoiler-full content. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe, and feel free to tell a friend about us because referrals really are the very best compliment. Thanks again for listening, and this really is part of the pattern now. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.